I'm Abby Mickey, and you're listening to Wheel Talk. Hello, I'm Abby Mickey. Welcome to the Wheel Talk podcast. Anyone who knows me or has ever overheard me as I walk by knows that I love to talk. I could literally talk for days. I also love professional cycling, and I'm constantly in awe of the women I meet who make up the professional peloton. This year, I'm starting this new project, the Wheel Talk podcast, to introduce you to the women in and around the pro peloton. Some are doctors, lawyers, students, but all of them are seriously incredible human beings. From directors, mechanics, coaches, and of course the athletes, I would like to introduce you to the women that you will love to cheer for. They're as approachable as a petting zoo and as nice as a cup of coffee in the morning. There isn't much coverage of women in racing. Sure, there's articles about one or two. There's a couple really good podcasts that talk about news in the sport. But I find a lack of coverage of the women themselves. Their stories, how they became cyclists, what they do outside of cycling, their hobbies... A lot of these women have incredible stories, and it's a bummer that they don't get covered properly. So that's what I'm here to do. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. My first guest on the podcast is Hannah Barnes. I was privileged enough to be teammates with this incredible human being during my first year on United Healthcare. My first race with her was the Tour of San Luis, where she won a couple of stages and even wore the leader's jersey for a few days. She kept that strength going well into the season, and whenever there was a sprint finish, you knew she had a really good chance of winning. 2015 was perhaps Hannah's most winning year to date, but also marked one of her biggest challenges. In August, she crashed in the USA Pro Challenge and broke her ankle. What was supposed to be only a few months off the bike ended up being six months. Hannah signed a contract for Canyon SRAM for 2016 and 17, but she went into the year unable to even ride at the first team camp. Hannah got on a bike mid-January, and it wasn't long before she was racing. And not even just racing, but racing on cobbles. What started as a frustrating year ended with Hannah wearing the blue, white, and red stripes of the British national champion. I'm constantly blown away by Hannah's positivity and determination. She's one of the kindest people I know, quick to laugh. So without any more ranting, here's Hannah Barnes. All right, so I'm here with Hannah. Uh, Hannah, introduce yourself. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Hannah Barnes and I am from England Um, and I live in Girona and I ride for Canyon Shram cycling team. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, So how did you get into cycling? How long have you been racing? I've been racing for about 13 years. I was 10 when I did my first race. So I've been doing it for a long time, but I'd say I've, I've been a professional. This is my fourth year professional now, so I'd probably count the last four years as being a proper bike rider. So when you signed for UHC, that was when you were like, okay, I'm professional. Yeah. 
Nice. <laughs> that was like a pretty big step deciding to go from like the UK all the way to America, right? And you mm -hmm. had to live there and everything. So what made you decide to do that instead of like the normal route is people come to Europe to race, but you mm -hmm. went to the US instead. So why did you do that? I don't know. I'd spoken to a few people and they said that it's a really nice stepping stone from England and going to America. It's kind of the in-between between England and Europe. So I wanted to do that and I thought that I'd never been to America before and then why, like, why not? I was 19 at the time, so I was, yeah, it was kind of just a spur of the moment kind of thing, but I loved it and it's probably the most fun I've had. First impression of America? big <laughs> I think the first place I ever went to was Phoenix oh yeah um, and then the second place was Asheville in North Carolina so, so if it had been the other way around you would have been like oh America's awesome but you mean Phoenix like yeah. home of literally all the strip malls but <laughs> to me Phoenix was America yeah because I mean we have America we have American TV shows on our telly all the time so I had a pretty good idea but yeah I think the thing that surprised me the most is the um, the language. Even though we both countries speak English, it's there's still quite a big difference in language and different words and things. So. Yeah, I saw a video where you said like the five words you five of the words yeah. you learned. So what what was your favorite like couple words that you learned? Um so we had me and Lauren Tomeo had a funny conversation once because I asked what team trainers we were getting. <laughs> And she's like, oh, and I think tax is sending us some. And I was like, oh, okay, tax, make trainers. <laughs> I was talking about sneakers, <laughs> shoes, and she was talking about trainer that you train on indoors. Yeah, so funny. that is a really funny conversation. They both speak English, but still lost in translation. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny just in like leisure is funny and just, I don't know. They just, a lot of people didn't understand me, which is kind of funny. But. Yeah. Yeah. I got well, I remember the first time, like, going on a ride with you, and I was, like, riding along listening to you talk, and I was just like, I have no idea what you're saying. I'm just going to, like, nod and be like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. But it's funny because foreigners, like, Europeans, say that I'm probably the person they understand the best. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> so, now you're on Canyon Stram. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I love it. Yeah, it's a great team. It's... For me, um, I kind of felt like I developed and learned a lot in America uh, over those two years. And for me, coming to Europe and joining Canyon Shram was kind of the next step for me to develop and to work on just my cycling, really. And just that was the next step in the career, my career, I think, to kind of kind of achieve achieve a bit more race races that aren't criteriums, really, and do get stuck into spring classics and things like that. Had you raced in Europe before? I did one year in 2012. Um, I think I finished about three races and hated every second of it. So I needed a year in England um, doing the crit series and then those two years in America just to gain confidence really and just to develop as a person and a, a bike rider. And then I felt that it was it was time for me to come over to Europe and race for Ken Shram. How important is confidence, do you think? I think it's really important. Um, I think half of the battle of being a professional cyclist is mental rather than physical. It's You need to believe in yourself. Um, and I think that's 
where I was struggling a lot and yeah hopefully this year I can get some good results and just use that momentum to keep going yeah so I want to kind of uh I talked about it in the intro already but touch a little bit on the ankle mm-hmm. the ankle thing because like <clears throat> for me that was I already thought you were cool <laughs> and then sitting in the ho- the hospital that day because we both crashed yeah. and I was like I broke my hand I broke my hand and I'm like crying and like having panic <laughs> attacks freaking out didn't break my hand completely fine and you're like actually actually broke a bone like was supposed to race worlds um and then ended up taking a long time off the bike so just for anybody out there who's got who's maybe going through an injury or I mean cycling is so hard on the body and also like such a dangerous sport um what do you think is the most important thing to get through like when you have an injury like that or even just like illness stuff like that so maybe just talk a little bit about the injury and what it did to you and what you learned um I think the the good thing about my injury is I knew what was wrong with me a lot of people have illnesses where they they can't pinpoint what's wrong with them or they have to go through loads of blood tests but for me I knew that I'd broken my ankle and I just needed that bone to heal um I think that was for me it was kind of like a a nice thing well in a way that I'd go to the doctors, I'd go there, have a CT scan and get the results and have to wait another six weeks for the next CT scan. But I knew that I was waiting for that one thing and I wasn't having to wait for a doctor to finally find out what was wrong, which I can imagine is a lot harder mentally waiting for something to, the results to come back. But I don't know, I think for me, the the five months ahead off, they were really hard um but I didn't miss cycling as much as I thought because I missed walking so much and just just doing the everyday things that you do that's a good perspective (laughs) you know you're just walking to the shops was a challenge like crutches are not fun especially on cobbles around around this town so yeah for me that was hard but I think the hardest part was the first month to two months of just getting fit again because I started from the bottom I was doing 10 minutes at a time and that was it so for me it was the first two months trying to get race fit again and just the mental struggle of not being able to complete a half an hour bike ride which before would have been nothing yeah so you couldn't even ride at team camp correct yeah I went into I think a week before I had team camp I had a CT scan and that's where I was thinking that I'd get the all clear um Came back that I still wasn't healed and I had to wait another, I think it was six weeks. Um, so I went for 12 days in Mallorca with my team um, on crutches, which I'm going to say it was really embarrassing. I did not want to be there at the start, just turning up with sponsors and all your teammates that you never met before. You're um, just hobbling around. Yeah, on crutches and them having to carry a plate around the buffet for me because I can't do it myself. That's and a good bonding experience. It was. It was really good. But this team camp was a lot better because I could ride with everyone. And I was in the hotel for five hours while they were all riding their bikes. Eating the so, bars. Yeah. It, it wasn't. It was really good to get to know everyone. But um, that being my first introduction into the team and to my sponsors wasn't <laughs> ideal. 
Um, so then how long, how long was it between when you were able to start riding again and you did your first race? So I rode the bike for the first time on the 30th of January and my first race was the 15th of April. In trainers? No. So I did the first six weeks of training on trainers. I mean like the shoes? Yeah. Oh. So I was riding Boston translation. <laughs> sneakers. <laughs> I used sneakers for the first six weeks and then... Um, no, I, I raced with cycling shoes. <laughs> that was really bad. But it's probably, we finished the, that race. I think 160 started and 26 of us finished. Were you in the break? Was that like two races later? I remember. No, it was that day. It was like an echelon. 5K in and the race completely split and there was 26 of us. Nice. I was watching on Twitter. Yeah, and that was, we finished the race and I was like, oh my God. I forgot how hard racing is, but that was the hardest race they've done all season. Nice. The team, so that was good to hear. Yeah. But my second race after that was Flesh Alone. Ouch. So, <laughs> yeah. For the team to give me that opportunity was really great. And, yeah. So I, it wasn't like you, like, started off easy. No, I was straight in. Yeah. It was, uh... But once you, like, hobble around the cobbles of Girona on crutches, racing on them is like... Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really... It was so good to be racing, and I mean, I hadn't seen the team for four months, so that was really great, great to like meet up with them again and just see them and race with them. Plus, on the plus side, you got in a little late, and everyone was probably sick of each other already, so everyone was like, oh, Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell everyone was tired. They'd just done the whole spring campaign with, we had a lot of injuries over the spring, and I think the team suffered through that quite hard, so I came in quite really excited to be there and they were just a bit tired so yeah I think it was it was nice for me to be there just add a bit of excitement and energy to the group so looking forward what are you like as far as racing this year is going to mm -hmm. be fun full year full year full off-season training and everything yeah full full winter of training which has been really good and I've done a lot of gym stuff and strength stuff so I can feel that I'm Getting back to where I was, um, yeah, and it's just, it's uh, just looking forward to it, really. Got my first race on the 1st of March, so. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of a late start with guitar being cancelled. I should be racing right now, I think, or like in two days' time, but I think it's nice to have that extra bit, extra month to just get back and fit I in. don't understand race calendar. I feel like it would be so much more pleasant if they would just start the races like a little bit later. Yeah. Because it runs until, well, I mean, for the women, especially in the U.S., racing is over in August. Yeah. I mean, first of August, it's like there's two yeah. crits left. I mean, in Europe, there's a couple other races, but... Yeah, I think 16th of September is well this year, so... Compared to last year. I know. It's like... <laughs> I mean, in Australia this year... Finishing in October and then Australia is that was a quick turnaround. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was a kind of a decision with me and the team that I'd spend January just focusing on training again because I missed so much last year. So, what are your favorite rides to do? Do you prefer like the long rides where you can like go get a cake, or <laughs> do you like doing the intervals? Um, I've just started doing intervals. Actually, I spent a lot of the time majority just doing long rides 
with groups or mainly on my own. I quite enjoy riding on my own and just having that freedom to... Riding on your own is awesome. Yeah, just go up a road that you've never done before. and Pretty just much ride alone there. every day. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I love it. Today I had sprints and I love sprints. Me, they, sprint training just means a lot to me, I think. so. Well, yeah, you're a good sprinter. Yeah. Just trying to get trying to get back to where I was when I was in in 2015 so. yeah yeah except you had shingles when you crashed and broke your ankle yeah so <laughs> the broken ankle took away from the shingles yeah or the shingles took away from the broken ankle I completely forgot about the shingles before that was funny that was a funny moment like Katie Hall oh you've got shingles yeah <laughs> Yeah, that was just, that whole, it was just embarrassing. <laughs> but no, I, I definitely learned that don't listen to a race doctor. <laughs> if yeah. you don't feel like racing, then don't race. Yeah, so. it's, it's a good lesson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so many people, like, try to just power through it. And yeah. if you're, like, seriously injured, or, I mean, I guess ill, then you should just... Yeah. yeah. I was definitely not a hero. <laughs> powering on through. <laughs> Uh, so last year you won the national championship Mm -hmm. what was that like after like this injury having so much time off and I mean your sister was second right yeah yeah it was was a massive relief I think all riders when they have an injury or just winning a race especially the nationals is a really special moment and I just had it just been a really hard first half of the year just mentally because I'd just gone from not doing anything to straight away doing a bike ride swimming and physio in a day for like four or five times a week so it was just like mentally and physically it was a really tough first half of the year and to win that and yeah just pay back the team really for all the support they gave me over those six months and I mean I signed the contract in a cast so for them to have that trust in me and know that I do have the talent was really great and to be able to pay them back for it was really special and I don't know who was more excited you or Teo <laughs> yeah I didn't see him I only saw him at the finish well the start of his race so but no that was cool and then I was so happy for him when he did hit won his race too so it's to know it's uh yeah mum and dad were there as well so that was really special to have me and Alice on the podium together. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I was watching Latvian Nationals. I was in the feed zone, <laughs> like on Tom's phone. And I started crying. <laughs> and then Tom's like finishes his race. I think he was third. And I'm just like, Hannah won, Hannah won. And he was like, Hannah won. And then like his race goes out the window. We were yeah. both just like, I mean, it was awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. So what was the worst advice you ever got? Because everybody has an opinion, right? Yeah. So, and some of it's like, that can't be right. Mine isn't really with cycling. I was thinking about it the other day. I just started Spanish lessons. And I feel that all English speakers' mentality is that we don't need to learn another language. Oh, yeah. You go to a country and you just assume that everyone speaks English. And if they don't, then what is wrong with them? They should. So for me, the worst advice or like what I should not, have done is just gone into school and when they say you don't need to learn a language I should have still learned one just 
because it's just a great thing to have and yeah I just uh I feel like I've lived here long enough that I should really make an effort to learn the language and and you're on a team with like a ton of people who speak multiple languages yeah which makes you feel really bad Mm -hmm. yeah like it's a German team but we've got Italians on it and Belarusians and it's uh for me I just it makes me feel really lazy that I just speak English and I expect everyone else to speak my language rather than me try and speak theirs so yeah you see that a lot like people who travel like Mm -hmm. if people ask you like oh I'm going to Girona like does everyone speak English yeah that's like the first I mean it's hard in Girona because everyone's like well you live in Spain you must know some Spanish but everyone I hang out with is either American Australian or they speak amazing English so yeah you don't really get absorbed into the, the culture of Spain, but yeah, I think that's some advice. I heard it just a couple of times at school. It was kind of like, why do we need to learn it? And Because it's a good skill to have. Yeah, for sure. Plus, if you learn one language, it's easier to learn yeah. another. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Most embarrassing moment? Breaking my ankle. And the whole thing with it. Yeah. But it happens, like, it, we're in a sport where crashing is kind of inevitable and you're going to have an injury at some point. Um, I also crashed in a criterium and cut my face, my chin open on TV. Oof. That's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Everything that's embarrassing is being on a bike, so... Yeah. I don't know if you can count, like, crashing as embarrassing, though. Because it's just yeah. so inevitable. I know, but... It is embarrassing, I guess. And I guess it's not embarrassing. I've had a lot of embarrassing things happen to me. <laughs> I just can't think of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, so when you ride, are you one of those people who likes like real food or do you eat like gels and stuff? I tend to have real food. I love dry figs. I have dried figs a lot on the dried bike. Dried figs are good. Do you ever make like dried fig bars? No, I should do. I make oat bars sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can beat a banana. I love bananas. Oh, bananas are so good. Bananas are my favorite thing. One time Stacey Sim told me not to eat bananas on the bike. Oh yeah? I was like, you cray. Yeah. Bananas are too good. It's the best thing ever. I love bananas. And also brioche. I love brioches. <laughs> Just plain on their own. Yeah. So good. Fair enough. Do you like mix in your bottles? When I'm racing, I have mix. Um, but when I'm riding, I have, I'm going to say squash, but people don't understand what that means. So cordial or syrup. I don't know the best way to translate that. <laughs> For you Americans flavoring. out there. Yeah, it's just like drops of flavoring. You and Linda Williamson. Yeah. She likes the best. Hates the taste of water, can yeah. do water. She just she always carries around one of those tiny little things. And yeah. Like in every bottle. I've got elderflower, which is the best. That sounds interesting. I'm a grapefruit person. Well, I know I'm going back to England in three weeks and I'm bringing a whole suitcase back with me full of grapefruit squash. Yum. <laughs> yeah. You have to give some to me. Yeah. <laughs> So, do you have any more, like, camps or anything, or are you just kind of here until you start racing? I'm here, so I've been here for a month already, and I have another month here, which is crazy to be in one place for two months. Yeah, that is crazy. Like, everyone says, don't you want to go somewhere? And I'm like, no, because the rest of the season I'll be wanting to be home, so 
<clears throat> yeah, I'm just enjoying being home and yeah, it's just really nice. And then do you think you'll go to America later? Like for that block? Oh, I guess Philly's canceled. I was meant to do Philly. Yeah. News news is out yesterday. Philly's canceled. Yeah, I was meant to do Philly. So at the moment, no America trip. That's a bummer. I'm so sad that Philly got canceled. That's crazy. I mean, that race has been going on for so long. It's like devastating. Philadelphia must be so upset. I know. People love that What are they going to do on that day? (laughs) Just move around. It's a shame. But Um, yeah. No America. Yeah. Just stuck in Europe this year, actually. Dang. Ooh. <laughs> Makes a change. Yeah. Well, it'll be nice. Like, yeah. traveling over to the U.S. is exhausting. Yeah, I did it a lot. I think my first year on UHC, I did 60 flights oh. or something. So, it's quite nice. Like, the first, I think, six races I do is just one day. So, I just fly out, fly back, which, yeah, it's quite nice. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll be... In Belgium for like two weeks, I think, mm. for those that block. My dad's yeah. coming actually. Oh, awesome! Uh, I guess I could tell you that not on the podcast, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be super happy to see you though. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, what's your favorite part about racing? Like, just the quite everyone always asks, like, why do you race? And I don't. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that question. I yeah. feel like sometimes it's hard to answer because it's more of like a feeling, but. Uh-huh. When it comes to racing, like, what's your favorite part? Um, I love the team aspect of racing. A lot of people that watch it or don't understand it always think it's an individual sport, but I love the just kind of before the race you have the team talk and you go through the tactics and then you're on the radio and just throughout the race you're just constantly talking to the team and making sure everyone's okay. Um, And I love that. And when you finish the race and you've, the team have had a great result. It's never like a that person did amazing. It's that team did a great job. So I just I love that. And also behind the scenes, the Swanyas, the DS, the mechanics. It's it's such a team. Even the sponsors they play such a big part in in bringing that team together and giving you all the best equipment to race and clothing. And I think it's really great to be able to repay them with a good result. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What do you think your role on the team is? Um, I'd say that I'm more like a... My job last year was definitely like make sure everyone's okay. If, if there's a move, always be in it. Like I'm always being in the, in the break or if there's a move that we need to bring back, I'll be on the front. Um, and I, I really like that role. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoy that role a lot. Um, maybe... This year I might get a few opportunities, but for me it's I'm on one of the best women's teams in the world and I think I'm in the best place to learn. Having Trixie on the team and Lisa, it's it's like the best the best people to learn learn bike racing from. So I just enjoy just getting told what to do. Yeah, because your guys' whole thing is like not not having a specialty, it's more like just being a good bike racer. Yeah, it's uh, everyone on the team gets opportunities in different races. Um, I got opportunities last year. Um, sometimes I said that I wasn't confident I could do a good result, so I would sometimes say no. Um, and I think that's what's important, that you, you're not scared about saying what you think in the team. Um, everyone has their own opinion on it, and I think that's 
really special and that's why we get we do what we do really mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and it's also good to like know your limits mm-hmm. I think yeah like racing is hard though yeah it's I mean you have to your team is pretty much your family for half the year so you have to really get on with them and just the bond you have with them is really great like we have a group whatsapp and it's constantly just going with little jokes to each other and I think that's something that's special even though we're doing not with them you still feel part of it really is my team have been racing in Australia but I still feel like I was there with them a bit because yeah. they kept me updated about everything they were doing and when they saw a kangaroo they'd let us know and a koala bear <laughs> and things so yeah it's that's funny it's pretty cool <laughs> cool do any of them ever like come to Girona or like because you guys are in different places mm-hmm. training with do you ever train with any of them I guess. Um, not really. We were going to do like a try and get everyone in one place in Feb, but I think just because you spend so much time at races, at races with them, and it's kind of everyone just enjoys being at home with their families or partners yeah. or just at their home. It's nice to be at your house. So yeah, it's uh, Alexis will be here in two or three weeks, so she'll be here to train with. But yeah, we kind of just meet up at races and we get there anyway and it feels like we've not been apart so it's good nice cool so kind of backtracking a little bit um we talked about how you you went the u.s route instead of europe but Mm -hmm. you basically i mean what is your just because there's so much coming out lately on british cycling Mm -hmm. you kind of went a different route than that so do you feel like supported by british cycling i mean from an American's perspective, USA Cycling, they really like to publicize the riders who come up through USA Cycling, yeah. but so the other ones kind of get forgotten about. So what do you think about that? Um, British Cycling supported me the whole time. They've actually I've had a few coaches say that they admired my decision to do what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really great that I did my path and they still appreciate that it was a hard decision but they still really admired my decision on that and they support me I mean the day I broke my ankle from that point on to even now they're still supporting me with it I have a gym program set by them they email me just to check up and see how I am and they sorted all my doctor's appointments out and just everything like that so I feel like they they support everyone the same really so Um, you're getting ready for Tokyo 2020 Yes. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, they have had a lot of press lately, but for me, I think their support is really special and I have nothing bad to say about it. It's, uh, yeah, in Doha, we had a full team of eight there. Um, and that's, I was pretty surprised when I saw that because I didn't expect to have eight riders there. And I think they took also a team of experienced riders but also young riders that are still learning and I think that was really really great to see yeah did your sister your sister went yeah so was it like like racing with her same jersey it's usually racing against each other yeah it's really cool it's uh it's quite weird just her being there we don't see each other very much we always just meet up at a race and that's hey so yeah so when your teammates in the future it's gonna be awesome (laughs) yeah I try and get her out here as much as I can, but she's always busy. But yeah, it's it's nice to race her, but to also like to race on the same team is really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Your mom was hilarious at uh, Tour of Britain in her Canyon Sram jersey. Yeah. That was funny. They're going to be there again this year. Oh, nice. So. <laughs> yeah. Team Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, do you want to add anything else or funny stories? What do you have for breakfast? What do I have today? Yeah. Protein pancakes. Interesting. Some yogurt, honey, coconut, strawberries. That sounds actually pretty good. So good. Yeah. Porridge I have sometimes. Pink actually had porridge for dinner last night. <laughs> I messed up dinner. I went to the shops and I was like, yeah, have this, have this, have this. And then I forgot to defrost leftovers. So I couldn't have that. And then it was just a nightmare. And I was really, I love breakfast for dinner. Yeah. So we used to have like French toast for dinner when yeah. my dad was cooking. Well, it was raining, you know, and it's raining and it's dark and it's just really You're just cold. like, I want something warm and cozy. Yeah. Totally. So I had porridge. Yeah, that's a good People call. can judge me. <laughs> no judgment. Care. No judgment from this side of the table. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sweet. Well, uh, thanks so much and... It's okay. Talk to you soon. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening to Wheel Talk, the podcast. If you liked it, leave a review on iTunes. If you didn't like it, let me know how I can improve. You can find me on Twitter at the WT underscore podcast or on my own personal Twitter at Abby Mickey, A-B-B-Y-M-I-C-K-E-Y. It's been awesome recording these podcasts and I can't wait to get the next one out to you. So I'll play you out with Blue Sky by the Almond Brothers.